The Redemptive Value of New Year's Resolutions by Mike Pullman Read by Sean McAvoy Philippians 3, 13 and 14 But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Thinking about New Year's and what resolutions I want to make this year, I, for one, see God's grace in the close of one year and the dawn of another. This yearly cycle gives us the opportunity to take inventory of where we stand in relation to our Creator. Are we seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness? The new year can be a time for forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, to recommit ourselves to setting our minds on things above. To help me in this endeavor, I've enlisted Stephen Lawson and his fine book on Jonathan Edwards, The Unwavering Resolve of Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards, of course, is probably best known for his sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. But there is far more to appreciate about this 18th century pastor. Benjamin Warfield referred to Edwards as a figure of real greatness in the intellectual life of colonial America. And Edwards scholar George Marsden considers him the most acute American philosopher. But perhaps the Englishman Martin Lloyd-Jones said it best, I am tempted, perhaps foolish, to compare the Puritans to the Alps, Luther and Calvin to the Himalayas, and Jonathan Edwards to Mount Everest. He has always seemed to me the man most like the Apostle Paul. Lawson's aim with his book is to challenge a new generation of believers to pursue holiness in their daily lives by focusing on Edwards's 70 resolutions. Amazingly, Edwards wrote these resolutions in 1722 and 1723, when he was just 18 and 19 years old. Lawson chose to focus on Edwards's resolutions, given how well they demonstrate the towering virtue of his life, namely, his piety. In short, Though Edwards was intellectually brilliant and theologically commanding, his true greatness lay in his indefatigable zeal for the glory of God. Consider resolution number one. Resolved that I will do whatsoever I think to be most to God's glory and my own good, profit, and pleasure in the whole of my duration without any consideration of the time, whether now or never so many myriads of ages hence. Resolved to do whatever I think to be my duty and the most for the good and advantage of mankind in general. Resolve to do this, whatever difficulties I meet with, how many, and how great soever. Edwards was resolved, regardless of the difficulty, to live for the glory of God, his own pleasure in God, and the good of mankind generally, profound and convicting. Now notice what this Puritan, this relic of centuries ago, says in resolution number two. Resolved to be continually endeavoring to find out some new invention and contrivance to promote the forementioned things. We don't usually associate Jonathan Edwards with innovation or cutting-edge thinking. And yet here he is resolved to continually dream up ways to advance the glory of God. I want to do that this year. I want to be resolved to live for the glory of God, to find my pleasure in Him and the good of mankind generally, and I want to do this with a determined, vigorous, and biblically wise analysis of ways I can do it better. Intersecting Faith and Life 
What new ways can you think of to advance the glory of God, your pleasure in Him, and the good of mankind? And don't just think innovation. Perhaps what is old should become new again. Hey listeners, thanks for joining us for the Crosswalk.com devotional podcast. To get all of our episodes straight to your phone during the week, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. To find more devotional content like this, head over to Crosswalk.com. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.